1: If you're on dating sites or apps and you're getting a whole lot of nothing, chances are you really need to work on your pictures. You don't have to be the best looking guy in the world to have amazing pictures that she'll find incredibly attractive that will make her swipe right. And I just wrote a guide on how to get those pictures. It's called Profile Pics That Will Make Her Swipe Right. And it's available on my website right now at kristenandchill.com. I've now made over hundreds of dude's profiles and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, even if he wasn't. And I've taken everything I've learned about what makes great profile pictures and I've put them in this guide. The first 20 people to buy the guide get $5 off with promo code FOR YOU F O R Y O U. All you have to do is enter it at checkout and you can go to com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. That's kristinandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. It's worth all the carpal tunnel, I promise.
0: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the dictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a former Neil Strauss employee, which is pretty interesting because he's going to teach us all about how to state your intent with women, how to avoid being nice and instead be kind, He's also going to provide us with some exercises and little tools you can use to make sure you're not being too nice to women and actually being kind instead. And then we're also going to talk about how to be interesting and how to express your interest to women. So keep listening.
1: to another episode of the Ask Podcast. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts here with Marnie Kinris. And we have a dating coach joining us today who's worked with people like Neil Strauss, which by the way, er, earlier, quickly, I saw Neil Strauss. I was like, oh my God, Neil's doing the show today. Not that I'm disappointed that it's you, Pablo, but um, (laughs) I did for a second go, oh my God, Neil Strauss doing the show. But we have Pablo Rosario on who's going to help us the most interesting guy in the room. Welcome, bubble. Yeah.
0: Well, ta- well, give us a bit of background first. So, I mean, like, this is 2019. I don't know if Neil Strauss is still a big name for a lot of people, but I'm guessing many people who well, listen to this show, you know, have... That's how they got into a lot of this. He was He was, like, the first big book that came out there in the self-help space for men, good or bad, however you want to view it, he was the first person. I mean, he's doing wonderful things now. But can you give a little bit of background? Like, tell me about you working for Neil. And then the other question is, have I met you before? Did we work together when I worked with Neil? I don't
2: think we did. I'm pretty okay. sure we didn't. Yeah. Okay. But, but really quickly, before I jump into that, I've been saving this all week and I want to extend my biggest thank you to you too. Because oh. I've been, I'm having a little bit of a fanboy moment right now because I've listened to you guys for the past six years.
1: And, no, you and have not. I yeah. have. And oh, so we should have yelled at you before. <laughs> <laughs> not be so polite. Stop <laughs> wasting it, your time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but I knew what to expect. I knew what to expect. So I, I'm ready. I'm You're ready prepared. Ready? And it, because of you guys is a reason why my issue with being a nice guy is no more.
0: Oh then fuck Neil Strauss. He doesn't yeah, know what he's yeah. talking about. Who cares it's who?
2: Yeah. That was a piece that I've been running away from forever and then I'm listening to you guys. And then I hear you guys talking about it. And I'm thinking, this makes sense. Oh my god. I'm gosh, never doing Nick. that again.
0: This is going to go well, on the that front that page that of my website, doing. exactly what you just said. No. <laughs> that's awesome to hear. That makes, well, yeah. that makes me feel really good. I don't know how it makes Christian feel, but
1: <laughs> well, if it made you not nice, then I did my job. Yeah, there yeah. you go.
2: We turned you into I mean, an
1: asshole. I'm very yeah, proud of you.
2: Uh, you know, another one over to the dark side where all the fun yeah. is
0: Well, actually, I, tell, us, tell us a little bit more about that because that's interesting that you were working with Neil for so long mm-hmm. and that. What we've been saying has had an impact and, and I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Wait, were we after Neil or before Neil?
2: You guys were after Neil.
1: Okay. That's why yeah. Oh, interesting.
2: Very yeah. interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so so my journey, it started off like a lot of guys with a heartbreak. At one point, my heartbreak just happened to be when I was ten years old. Dang, uh,
0: come on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I- <laughs> Yeah, I had a girlfriend at the time. I know it's crazy to have a girlfriend that young, but I remember like it's yesterday. Her friend comes up to me and says, Pablo, uh, she's going to go out with so-and-so for two weeks. And if she doesn't like him, she'll come back with you.
0: <gasps> that happened to me when I was 10 too. Paul Martial, no way. He did the same thing to me. He gave me a bracelet and, the- and then he came back and took it to give to this oh. other girl, Danielle. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to date her for a little bit. I was like, what? we were in love <laughs> right yes. everything
2: was great was i felt like you. a consolation prize yeah. after that, and then after that day i said no more i said never again and then i <laughs> <That> <laughs> it was, was really a- young
0: <laughs> and you're like no this is never gonna happen again i mean that's yeah. good you got a head start okay good
2: yeah so i got into it started learning things and then i came across neil's book and it sold a lot of answers uh, no, 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 no! I came across it. I think when I was in college, I believe. Okay. How old okay, are you good. now? I'm 32.
1: Oh, whoa! Okay, so 10. Okay, so mm, I was maybe you were like 20. So this was 10 years ago. I it was thinking 17. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> or
2: 12. Great! <laughs> right. oh. oh my god! Okay, okay, so,
0: okay. Uh, interesting. So in college, started reading the
2: game. Yeah, I started reading the game and I saw a lot of value in it. Uh, it cracked the mystery of how to get girls to like you. I think that's something that a lot of guys mm-hmm. struggle with. And then what started to happen, he actually had a mastermind group that I decided to join. And during that time, I was also, you know, really into Tinder when it first came out. Mm-hmm. At the time I had this job where I was an inside sales agent and I was selling satellite cable. So my job for ten hours was to try to convince people to get an HD DVR when they didn't need it. Yeah. And so I just spent all day getting better at Tinder. And then I share the information with the other people in the mastermind. Neil heard about it and he offered me a position to come out and work for him in LA. Wonderful. Now, Wait, so what
0: did what did you learn from trying to you know sell something people don't need? And side note. I have an HD <laughs> receiver and now I'm pissed about that but that's a separate issue. Okay, so what what did you what did you learn in that time period?
2: Man, so during that time period, I learned actually I learned the art of conversation. Okay. They yeah, I mean, they gave us a script to read which was nice. However, though, I I like having more of a personal approach. And so I deviated and I would have fun. I would have conversations. It's funny, I there was this one lady talked to me about vampire sex but i still got the sale so i went along with it so right. you you know you learn how to adapt to different people you learn and more important actually you learn how to gauge people's emotions right off the bat which okay. served me really well
0: can you tell us and, more about that sorry i want to dive into that a little bit more how how do you gauge people's emotions right off the bat
2: yeah, sure. And so it's something that's developed over time. Um, I mean, now I can explain the certain cues that I've heard that I see over time. Cause when this also applies to dating, when people just go up and, and talk to people, they kind of do it blindly without first assessing the situation. Okay. And I've, I think we've all heard of the three second rule, which does have its value. And at the same time, though, it does pay just to assess it before you go in. And so a couple of things to take a look at is first, Zoom out. A lot of times it's just you see the person and that's all you see, but zoom out and see the context that they're in, who they're talking to, the facial expression, their body language, how they're moving. Um, maybe the, 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 the the speed in which they're moving. Typically people that move faster tend to be more excited and people that move real slow are more calm. And over the phone, the minute I heard someone's voice and talking, I saw whether or not they were matching my upbeat tone or not. And if that was the case, then I matched them where they were at. And that's the key right there. Not to try to change them, but to meet them where they're at and then guide them up to a fun place, which is the way I always thought about it.
0: Okay. I love that.
2: Yeah. And so that actually paid off. That paid off. And, you know, with working with Neil, I learned a lot. He's gone into this evolution himself where it's more about becoming a better person yeah. and really more about working from the inside out, which I found a lot of value in. And in you know, in learning that, the one thing that wasn't answered was how to stop being a nice guy. Because the thing is that being a nice guy was an identity thing. And for me, it was black and white. Either I was a nice guy or I was a jerk. And I didn't right. want to- be, and that's I
0: true for a lot of guys as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we don't want to be the jerks. We don't want to be the jerks. Just That's just the way we are. Right. However, we're in this place of conflict because we see all the jerks having success with all the women. Right. And so the question is, so what, you know, what's one to do? And then I came across your podcast. Nice. And the the piece of advice that always stuck with me and that I preach to the world and that I say that I got from you two is that the reason why you get friend-zoned is because you never make your intentions known. And also, in being a nice guy and hoping her hoping that she likes you, in a way it's it's almost manipulative in a sense. Absolutely. because Yeah, because you're not making your intentions know you are doing something not out of the goodness of your heart, but you're doing it to get a certain reaction, to make a person feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind. And also, I, I realized that it was okay to make my intentions know, to say, I like you, to make my romantic interests apparent. And then once I learned that, That was the final piece. And the funny thing, actually, here's the thing that I don't know know if you guys talked about, guys, realize that even afterwards, let's say I did make my romantic interest known and perhaps she wasn't in the right place. Maybe she had a boyfriend. Maybe it wasn't the right time. We still became good friends after. I feel like there's a fear for guys, especially for nice guys, that if they make their intentions known and then it goes badly, then you're done. You have no shot with her. When in actuality, because you did it in a respectful way, because you were honest, because you you owned it and you were bold about it, it actually gets you respect. Mm-hmm. And respect, I found, is one of the top things you can you can gain from a woman. You know, her, it's her respect.
0: Oh, my God. Because, yes, we disrespect everybody. So, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we get our respect,
0: right. yeah, it's gold.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And rightfully so. You know what, too? I don't blame you. I don't, I don't blame you. Because... With all the guys that constantly approach women all the time, um, the way I see it is, I don't see it as women giving guys a hard time. I see it as them searching for a worthy sparring partner. Yeah. And so if you can't rise up to the challenge, then in my mind, you don't deserve, to, you don't deserve her. And that's because, but it's more not because you as a person, but because you haven't done the work yourself rather. Yeah. to be able to be able to to withstand all the banter to withstand all the uh you know all the back and forth yeah. cuz it's a game Yeah, you have to be
0: fit for. Yeah. And the thing is, is that some people are not even into the heavy banter. It's just about having that strength within you to not be heavily affected by what comes your way. And then for you to make the choice of, I'm not into this or I am into this and I want to keep pursuing it. And if I am pursuing it, I'm going to tell you why and what it is that I want. And so Mm -hmm. whether or not it's like, you know, two witty comedians who are bantering for three hours and then end up in bed together, or just some woman who's kind of shy and nice the same, the same principles apply at the core, which is what you were talking about. Be open and honest with your intentions and then you have the best chance of receiving back what it is that you want. And either you get that thing specifically or you get respect so that your potential for later on down the road or she can introduce you to all of her friends. There's like a whole bunch of possibilities that can happen afterwards. But covering it up and pretending to be nice is only going to get a conversation that cuts up, gets cut off very quickly, lots of flaking, and just a girl who's not interested in you.
2: 100%, 100%. And I actually want to share a concept that actually supplemented what I learned from you two it's from a book that I read. Uh, his name is The Angry Therapist. I yeah. forget his actual name. I don't know. Have, have, okay, you no, 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 no. I like that, though. That. You have?
1: I've seen oh. that. Yeah, he's I really good. I can't remember his name. Yeah.
2: Yeah, great guy. Great stuff. I read his book, and he has one, he has one chapter in his book that he says, don't be nice, be kind. Mm-hmm. And so for all the nice guys out there that may feel like, oh no, you know, it's 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 not part of my identity to not be nice, so on and so forth, the difference is just what we talked about. When you're nice, you're doing it with the intention of manipulating, uh, to get other people's validation and approval. But when you're kind, however, when you're kind, you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart because you want to and you don't want anything in return. Yeah. And that's a very big distinction there. So you can still be. You can still be, you know, banter. You could be, you know, a little cocky, a little funny, all that good stuff, but you can also be kind, which is completely different from being nice. So what,
0: what's a way that people can check in with themselves, like in the moment, to, to decide whether or not their actions are nice or they're kind? So is there something that guys can ask themselves or just what, what would be something to keep them on track and keep them in check?
2: One of the, one of the easiest questions is, why do I want to do this? Mm. And that requires radical honesty with yourself. And the way to double-check that answer, because, you know, we'll lie to ourselves. We're great liars to ourselves. Yeah, and we'll say, yeah, we're the best to ourselves. And we'll say something like, like oh, no, because, you, know, uh, you know, she needs help and, and, and stuff like that. But then ask yourself this, this question. If it was any other woman, would you do it? And if the answer is no, then you're doing it to be nice.
1: Or if it was an ugly woman.
2: Right. Or if it's an ugly woman. Someone
1: you go. That's a good question. Yeah.
2: If it was, there you go. If it was someone you're not attracted to, would you still do it? If it was a man, would you still do it? And if the answer is no, then you're doing it to be nice.
1: Mm. And if it's yes, you might be gay. Right. But, yeah. Which, it's okay too. That's totally fine. I'm, I'm <laughs> For what I'm you kidding. want.
0: Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah. So tell us about where you are now. So after working with Neil Strauss and listening to our podcast and just having your mind blown week after week. Where are <laughs> you now? What are you doing now? Who are you? And are you dating somebody? Are you not dating somebody? I want to hear about you at 32. What are you
2: doing? Yes. So at 32, I'm definitely different than when I was 10. That's yes, <laughs> for hope sure. So. Oh in many ways. But to some I mean if I could keep it sh- to keep it short, I figured out how to date in real life. And how to date like an adult Wonderful. and what adult relationships are like okay tell us and what I mean by that is so whenever I talk to people I tell them I'm a dating and relationship coach and they you know they make the assumption that I got oh you know how to pick up them and I say no because that's only a small portion of the actual relationship. I mean, it takes a different skill to meet them, to actually date them, and to keep the relationship going. And a lot of my focus now is essentially how to create those relationships and how to keep the same fire going as when you guys did have that first date. And now I'm in a two-and-a-half-year relationship, which it's teaching me a lot of things, things like being vulnerable, especially as a man, communication, you know empathy, how to not take things personally. So I'm learning a lot of things there too. So right now, the point in my journey, like I said, is I'm learning how to date like an adult. You know, one that's not driven by ego, one that's not driven from fear, one that's not worried about FOMO. You know, like oh, what if you know, what if I'm missing out on this other this other girl? That's where I'm at right now, and I'm real happy with this great stuff.
0: That's wonderful. Well, I want to hear cuz you said that you have a formula for the epic date. I know you just talked about how yeah. you know the place that you're at is learning about the back end of a relationship, which I think is is essential and wonderful information and we'll talk more about that on the second half of the show. But you had said to me before that you have a formula for the for an epic date. I wasn't sure if that was for an epic first date or if it was like just for dating in general, but I'd love to hear what your formula is.
2: Yeah, no, this is something you could repeat over and over. And I've been doing it for two and a half years and still counting. And because for me, like, for me, I'm a little bit of a showman in almost everything that I do. And for me, the idea of just going on an average date irks me. For me, I want to be legendary. I want her to remember me. I want her to brag about the time that she had. I want to stand out from every other guy in her history and possibly any guy after me. And so when it comes to... When it comes to dating, I wanted to be shown in that too, and so this came about actually created while I was dating my uh, my current girlfriend, and essentially it's a way to have a fun, memorable date every single time that you can repeat, and it's four parts to it. All right, part one is that you need a theme, an overarching theme. That you guys are gonna create everything from. It could be a horror mm-hmm. theme, nerdy theme. It could be a, uh, an inside joke type of theme. But you need a theme that's going to, that you're gonna build everything from, kind of like the genre of a movie, so to speak.
1: Okay. I think they're all gonna have a nerd theme though, underlying like the, the most basic part of it. Definitely nerd theme.
2: Oh, oh, definitely. Just because you're ha-
1: having a theme in general means that you're a nerd.
2: Right. Oh, oh and, and, and it works. Awesome.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: and it works because nerds win too (laughs) and so and it's funny enough i actually did create a nerd date which i'll explain to you uh, at the end but the second thing you need are parameters so like rules of a game so for example one time me and my girlfriend we did a little kid's date That was the name of it and the parameters were just like little kids you had to hold hands while crossing every street and every time we did cross the street we could only step on the yellow lines And so whatever date you create parameters of who you can talk to, what things you could do, what can't you do? What are the rules of the game? This is what makes it fun.
0: That's fun. Okay. Well, I want to hear your opinion. So let's say you went on a date and some guy was like, okay, for this date, we're not allowed to step on
1: yellow lines. I Uh, would, what would you think? Depending on what I thought of the guy, if I didn't like him, I would then intentionally step on every yellow line. But if I, (laughs) if I really liked him, you know, if, it, if he pulled it off in the right way, it's one of those things where if it was this like dude that I just was not into and he's like, all right, now we can't step on yellow lines, I would be like, fuck off. But right. <laughs> if he was this really charismatic, fun guy that I was into, I'd be like, yeah, let's avoid the yellow lines in the cracks so we don't break your mother's back. Like I would go along with it if I liked him. So how do you get yeah. to the point where you like the person? I don't know if that can push them to the other side, you know, push them over to like you or not. But I do think, well, it's a good I'm idea. trying to picture like some of my more mon- monotone clients. I guess
0: I'll, I, that's how I'll label them. Uh, maybe more timid or boring laid back clients <laughs> pulling off something like this. Because I, it, for, listen, I, I would be totally into something like this if I was into the guy and he was very charismatic and it was cute and adorable. Um, but for somebody who maybe is not as charismatic, charismatic or outgoing, how do they, they pull off the same thing, which I think is actually a great tip to think of it as a theme and fun and enjoyable and something you can both experience together. How do they pull that together on a not lesser level, but you know what I mean? Like, a, like,
1: it seems like four steps down. Before you answer, Pablo, yeah. I would guess you would have to set the precedent beforehand. So it wouldn't be this crazy level jump from quiet, reserved guy to all of a sudden, oh my God, don't step on yellow cracks. Like you'd want there to be yeah. some sort of natural flow from... You can only
0: have chicken wings on this date. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so It would
1: be so weird if this personality list harsh way to say it, but like a guy who's very monotone all of a sudden did that. So yeah, yeah. How, would you, how would you make them transition from... So it wouldn't be such a harsh difference between the two.
2: Well, you hit the nail on the head, so obviously you can't make that jump. However, there's still a way to win. There's still a way to do that. And the key behind all of this is to, if I were to tell a, talk to a guy, choose the things that you are interested in that really make you happy because from that, it's going to spark the joy. So no matter how monotone you are, there are things that bring us joy and that brings excitement. And it's your excitement is what's going to spill over and, and become contagious and the woman will catch on to it. And so before you even, so I guess the, the real answer, the real focus point is not even the date, It's actually before then, it's actually yourself. Finding out the things that you really enjoy, the things that really bring you to life. Like if, if, again, if you're a nerd, you love books, go to books. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons, rock climbing, rock climbing. The things that bring you joy, and it's that joy was contagious. It's not even actually the date, it's the fun that comes from you.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's the part that people forget about in those the the first few dates that brings out that childlike flirtatious mm-hmm. side a lot of people just go on a date and they exchange information and there's a few laughs. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a great date, but it's not. And it's not because it's not a nice date. It, it it sucks that we do need to experience more and we do need to feel more from that first date in order for us to think, eh, we want to go out again. Unless there's like extreme chemistry there and an extreme connection and attraction right. at a very basic level. Right. We're going to take a quick break and then I want to dive into more about how to be interesting. We've talked about this a lot on the show recently, but I, I'd like to hear mm-hmm. your take on this Mm -hmm. and then maybe a few points on how you help people figure out their interests because some people don't have any so we'll be back in a minute hey you this is marnie and thanks for listening to the ask woman podcast hey do me a favor take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our itunes page we'd really love to know what you think of us and also give us five stars just because all right we're back with pablo and we're going to talk about how to be interesting because you mentioned a few things before. If you like rock climbing, if you like this, if you like this, I will tell you that, like, I have something on my calendar for this week to read an article on how to create a vision for yourself and how to find your interests. Okay. Because that means that for me lately, I feel like I am void of interest and void of a vision right now. And so when people do ask me that question, like, what makes you so interesting? I'm not saying rock climbing. I'm not saying these big, extreme things. Like, obviously, there's the obvious things that make me interesting. I have an interesting job. I do a mm-hmm. podcast and all that stuff. And I do have passion in my life. But for me, I'm looking for that next level. So how so? How do you guide people in this space of how to be interesting if they themselves don't know what's interesting about them or don't understand what may be interesting to themselves and to other people?
2: Mm, Beautiful question. So the first thing I would say is, forget what everybody else told you, what's interesting. I feel like everyone does know what they like and what they find interesting. They just cut that side of them off because they are afraid what other people might think. They take other people's opinion into consideration. You know, like oh, this is not cool because women don't think it's cool, or my friends don't think it's cool, so on and so forth. So that's the first thing, just to make a decision outside of any outside opinion, outside influences. That's number one. Number two, it's a quote that I got from one of my great friends. His name is Lawrence Landoff. He's a yeah. tantra. Yeah. Oh, you know Lawrence? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lawrence is a rock star. And, and, yeah. and his
0: girl and his girlfriend wife. My uh, friend Kelsey used to live with them.
2: Oh great. Oh right, yeah, so Lawrence, fantastic guy, love him to death. And I was having a conversation with him and he told me this one great quote which was follow the butterflies. Imagine memory when you were a little kid and you saw uh, something so interesting that caught your attention in the moment which like a butterfly and you followed it wherever it took you. Yeah, and you. that's how I was murdered the, in the woods. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's so
1: interesting <laughs> no I do love that I love that follow the butterflies because as soon as you said that it kind of lit me up inside because I think I've pushed away a lot of my quote unquote butterflies yeah. and once I've embraced them and let it be okay to like them it has woken me up as a person I think oh that was uh, very nice Kristen yeah yeah and I'm thinking specifically yeah. musicals and Broadway so no one <gasps> judge <laughs> I love judge them so what? much me too.
0: I, I I just, I'm seeing Frozen in a month and a half. <gasps> wow, we have a whole other world to talk well, yeah, about that We
2: now. do. <laughs> I just hands. opened up to Broadway musical. I saw Aladdin for the first time this year. Oh. Blow my mind. Blow my yeah. mind.
0: Amazing. I know. Yes. Oh, so wonderful. Yeah. Wait, Okay, so these are things that uh, most people may think, oh, this is kind of like either, you know, not very masculine or... But, mm-hmm. but there's something that all of us are saying we really enjoy and other people can enjoy those things. What about people who like... Who their interests are very solitary? So they maybe like jujitsu or I'm trying to think of other things like playing, like as you said before, Minecraft, playing video games, literally. <laughs> or <laughs> playing, so, like things like that where people are like, I go and I do these things by myself. And so that's not so interesting to other people. It wouldn't be interesting on a date. How, how do you then work that to bring it to a fun
2: date? Easy. So what makes it awesome is not often what you do is why you do it. There's a reason why, you know, we do... Minecraft, why we do jujitsu. And if you're able to communicate and convey that reason, you're going to make people fall in love with you.
0: Yeah. So how do you find out these things? Like, so on your own, mm-hmm. give yourself half an hour. How, mm-hmm. how, if you're just like, I like it. That's it. I just like it. How, <laughs> how do you dissect that more? Or do you have to dissect it more?
2: No, you can't. You can't. And this is how. This is how. This is the way I like to do it. So first is just establish what is it that thing that you like to do? Get clear on that, and it, and it doesn't even have to be anything like concrete. You could just start with anything. Now, then you have to ask the second question, which is, when you're doing this thing, what are you really doing? What's really happening? And whatever that answer is, that's your magic answer. So for example, uh, I used to put on conferences for Neil, And if you were to ask me back then, "Oh Pablo, what do you do?" Uh, you put on conferences. I would tell you no. What I'm really doing is putting on experience. That's what's really happening. And so, with that in mind, that from there I create everything else. You know, I could ask you you the same thing. When you guys are doing this podcast, you're not just talking, giving advice, making jokes back and forth. What are you I mean, really doing? I mean, <laughs> which is awesome. Right? Sleeping but, is
1: what I'm really doing. Yeah, oh, she's like cuddled so up in bed right now <laughs> in her
0: high heels. Um, no, but you're right about that. Because like at the end of the day, we keep coming back to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just us talking. There's some benefit that we have for ourselves to doing these shows that it feels good. I mean, there's a million, there's a million reasons and there's a million things that you could dissect that then you can explain to other people
2: hmm Exactly. You could convey that to other people and then you could transform that into a date. So for example, with me, it was creating experiences. Like that's 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 my thing. Also creating experiences and helping people realize their own magnificence. Like yeah, that's my well, thing. Well,
1: you know what? Recently I worked with this guy who Marnie sent my way, who wanted, you know, help with his his profile. And I sent him my profile picture guide and he read it mm-hmm. and said this is actually really discouraging because i don't do i don't yes. do any of the things that are in this like i don't because i was talking about different settings to get photos and different people to take mm-hmm. your photos who to be in their photos mm-hmm. with he's like well i don't do you know i don't hike i don't ski i don't and i said and i realized he was more so looking at what he doesn't do than what he actually does do. And what in his mind, what he does do in his mind is so insignificant that it's not cool enough for a photo. And so one of the things he said was he does a podcast. He's like, but I can't take a picture of that. I was like, fuck, yes, you can. That's like my entire life is a podcast. So he was looking at everything that he did as mundane and not interesting, even though it would be interesting to someone else. So you have to remind yourself, you don't have to be this crazy adventurer to be interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah I, not to interrupt, but oh my gosh, like if, if I had that guy in front of me, I would say create a podcast date where you where as you're going throughout your date, you have your phone and you're creating a podcast and you're podcasting the whole thing.
1: Right. That'd be so much fun. You're sitting behind right. like next to your date or across from your date with a microphone. That'd actually be really fun. Right. I know. Like know? Yeah, that's like a cool, unique little date. That's actually a
0: really good yeah. idea. I actually just released a video on YouTube about your attraction buzzwords. And it's because, I forget if I told this story already, but I was I was at the gym, <laughs> like I always am, where I get my ideas. And I was talking to this girl who happens to go to my son's school. And we haven't really been able to form a friendship and I've always sort of crossed paths, but I, I find her interesting. Oh yeah, you, and you I talked left. about this, right? Where she, I did yeah, tell this. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so, so I had said, I had to leave the class early. And she said, why? And I said, because I had to go do my podcast and she goes what? like she was just like oh my god like that's so different for her because she doesn't do a podcast she has like a nine-to-five job and doing a podcast is just like such an interesting thing that isn't in her own world that she suddenly you know her interest was peaked. so it, like exactly what you guys were just saying all the things that we do that we're like okay we do this every single day and it's not that big a deal it's a big deal to somebody else And what's more of a big deal is the way that we feel about that. And if we can express the way that we feel about it, exactly what you said, why we're doing it, that's the thing that becomes contagious and, you know, lovable to to other people. So I, I love everything you're saying. I'm actually going to wrap up the show now because my computer is about to die very oh, shortly. No. I, I, yeah, my computer is draining very fast now. And now I need a um, plug for our next episode. But I'm sorry to end this short, but I think we got a lot of really good information in this episode. And Pablo, you are fantastic. So how can people get in touch with you?
2: People can always visit my website, which is pablojrosario.com or follow me on Instagram, which is pablo.j dot Rosario ooh fancy
0: is, yes I am very fancy and Kristen
1: <laughs> how can people get in touch with you they can always hit me up at Kristen and Chill if they want to work on uh, being fun and uh, witty and banter or uh, fix up their profile so they uh, actually get matches and uh, yeah do that at KristenandChill.com <laughs> That just sounds so. <laughs> I'm quite the salesman for myself. Yeah, I know I like, I, <laughs> you
0: are. I was listening to your ads that you have at the beginning of our show. They're very well written. You should start writing my ads. For they me. are. Well, I was being oh, sarcastic. Yeah. Why? Well, no. Well, I, I, I went to school they were advertising? Fantastic. Well, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm,
1: interesting. Well, that's why I, when I was a kid, I wouldn't sell Girl Scout cookies. Well, because I'd go to the door and be like, "Well, I guess I have some Girl Scout cookies, and I don't know if like you're really into them. And if you're not, it's totally okay. But if you <laughs> want them, here they are. You know. And that's what I do with myself. But it's just a defense mechanism. So yeah, go to Kristen and. I thought you did it really, really well. Awesome. And if you
0: anybody wants to work with me or get one of my programs, especially the banter program that Kristen did create, go to winggirlmethod.com and you can find out uh, all about me and my programs there. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, sometimes a little bit earlier, sometimes a little bit later. And they're also released on YouTube the following day, youtube.com slash Kinris. You guys are awesome and wonderful. And Pablo, thank you for being a listener for a very long time. And thank everybody else for being a listener for a very long time. We'll see you next week.